Hey guys, we're splitting this interview into two parts, so check out the second part in two weeks. Hello. Hello. Charlotte, and Charlotte. welcome to this podcast. This is Charlotte tonight's first podcast ever. Ever. It took us a long time. It took us too long. Charlotte is one of my best friends. We've been friends for... Too long. A long, like six years. <laughs> yeah, like, that's crazy. Charlotte like is six a Like six or seven years. <laughs> I know. We met at... <laughs> I think <laughs> we met and then went to on the, on rocks, the rocks after and was I that went the up night to we you. Met? I don't remember. I actually was thinking about yes. this. I don't know. I went up to you and I was like, we have the same name. <laughs> we should be friends. Yes. I remember the on the rocks night. Like I remember that. I think that was the same night. Was that the same night? I think, or no, I think we that met was- first when we were both way too young to be at Literally, Literally maybe 15 and 16 years old. <laughs> yeah. And I knew Kiara. And you were with Kiara. You knew Kiara. That's how we met. I knew Kiara first. Interesting. I didn't even. I didn't even think about that. And I saw you, and then we went to On the Rocks. And yeah. I don't know if it was different nights though, but we it definitely met I, at a club. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we definitely met going out. I met most of my friends honestly going out. Like at it's that age, at that time, because like there's no other real there's like no other, option. Exactly. And I also, was, it's like we were the only. We were the we were the babies. We yeah. were the only like young ones out of everybody that we were with yeah and we wanted to go out oh, like that we was like so we our personality yeah. <laughs> like, literally but also now it's like i'm i haven't even seen the outside in like three years. years but i'm like it's kind of nice i talk about this a lot with my parents randomly enough mm-hmm. is that i'm like i know i was a hell of a child and i literally gave you guys probably like more anxiety than you ever deserved to yeah. have but me going out when I was like 15, 16, 17 made it so now that I'm 22 and yeah. I genuinely, I'm a grandmother. I have two dogs and I go to bed at like 10 p.m. No, and like yeah. our big night out is like, we'll go to a bar and then we'll yeah. go back to the house. No, I, I honestly feel that. I feel like I got over it like really fast. And now different things just excite me. Like I literally am me not, too. I hate going to a, like a club. Oh, it's, oh my God. Hell, it's torture. Like a bar it's, I like, like a club. Oh, it's so fun, no a bar when you chance. can like hear people and yeah. like exp- I don't know. Like have a drink have a with night. like five of your like good friends and yeah. have like an actual conversation. But I think the thing about clubs, especially when you're young, is when you're a 15 year old kid and you're brought to this like massive room just filled with parties and excitement mm-hmm. and free alcohol and famous people and yeah. everything you could ever want when you're 15 years old, you're like, oh, oh what? Like, this is so this much is so cool. Like, yeah, oh my God. Yeah. And also the aspect of that you're not supposed to be there, but yeah. you are. And, and you're like way school too night or school something. night, you're sneaking yeah. out, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It was just you so come exciting. through the back and like, yeah. <laughs> I remember, are we gonna get in trouble for like talking about like I don't think I think so. it's but we would come through it's also like closed down the LA one but I remember yeah. they also it's come. like it's true like yeah we were <laughs> oh my God. we both celebrated our 16th birthday <laughs> no literally <laughs> literally like it, I remember like to get to get in like you would have to we would go through the back and there was a security guard at the back still mm-hmm. IDing you. But no, it but it wasn't. It was just for the camera. So we'd show like a pink fairy no, guard. No, I would literally show, I showed a makeup palette one time, like literally. And they just look at you and they're like, just they're like, you're going. good. I'm like, you're a good person. No, like you wouldn't, even, <laughs> you wouldn't even need a fake, which is like the craziest part. Oh, it's so crazy. Yeah. But also that it was, if you were a dude and you were trying to get in, yeah. never in hell. Unless, so it, yeah. Unless you had like something going some, on. Whatever it was. But yeah. it was it was a lot of, I do think the aspect of like, that it was 15, 16, 17 year old girls mm-hmm. with like all <laughs> That was where it gets. 
Yeah, no, literally. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. But I mean, I also compare it to this of like, I've been to my fair share of, not actually, not, not a lot, but I've been to a few high school parties mm-hmm. when I was in high school yeah. and we'd go to parties and go to boys' houses and mm-hmm. when their parents were out of town, whatever. Yeah. And it would be a bunch of fucking like annoying, rowdy kids doing keg stands and throwing up everywhere. Yeah. And there was drama at every corner. And it was like, what's, I mean, if you're being safe, I guess, and you're being, <laughs> I don't know, responsible and you're with good people, there's not much difference besides like the fact of age. I mean, maybe that's totally wrong, but I just- There's more I, like predatory like parts of nightlife. There is more predatory parts, but I feel like we were lucky that we had a good friend group that we like had each other's back and we wouldn't never go anywhere alone. Like it was like seven of us at all. (laughs) No, luckily I never, like I actually don't have any like horror stories with like any guys, like honestly in nightlife. I'm just kind of just like, yeah, I just like didn't really talk to any of them. (laughs) But like I was there, I like went to all of it and like would go to like, literally I remember when I first moved here going to like house like being like at 16 well, not even 17 I was 16 and I remember being like this is the coolest thing ever I've and like ever now done. it's like the maybe the most cringy yeah. thing to do like, like when you're, you're 16 and it's like it's it is it's, it's like crazy. a it's like it's like a playground of like because that's when that's when you first like that age is when you first yeah <laughs> When you first, the doors open up to you. You're yeah. now considered a woman at yeah. 15 because you're like kind of like old enough looking that you can like, you look 19. You can pass. Yeah, so that's when And the my trick life, is nobody actually asks you no your one age. Asks. No one wants to know. Oh my no God, one no one wants, wants to, to know. know. And I remember like, well, even before, even at 15, I would start like in Toronto when I, before I moved here, that's when it started. I started going out yeah. and then here it was like, you're 16. So now you have suddenly these doors open up. You're not a kid anymore. And like, even you, though, but you are a kid, you're totally a kid, but like Do you, you, feel you like, get to play with the adults now. Oh, a hundred percent. You know, and, and that was so, fun. And it's so exciting. It's also, it's so exciting. I feel like to be young and surrounded by old people and <laughs> old feel people. like not old people. <laughs> But like older people, older people adults, yeah. and yeah. to feel like, oh my God, they think I'm cool, even though yeah. I'm like in high school, whatever. They think yeah. I'm cool, they wanna hang out with me. But I wanna know what you think, cause I, as I've gotten older, so I have two younger brothers. Mm-hmm. One of them's 19 and one of them's 16. And as I've gotten older and they've gotten and passed the age that I was when I was partying and doing yeah. things that I should not have been doing, <laughs> um, I started having like, not regret, because we had so much fucking fun we did as a girl like Mm -hmm. just us together but kind of viewing it differently of like just the people that we are around and feeling like you shouldn't have you know snuck us when we were 15 and you shouldn't like that it was that was it wasn't appropriate and like Mm -hmm. if my little brother was like I don't know partying every night and getting offered every type of drink drug this that whatever it may be getting hit on by older dudes Mm -hmm. I mean (laughs) older (laughs) yeah whatever you know what I mean like I would fucking kill them I would kill all of them yeah so it's like I don't know I feel like I get older and I get to the age that I'm legal and I look back at it and I'm like oh that wasn't chill but it was still so fun so it's hard it's a weird mind fuck because you're like no but we were we were having so much fun but I'm literally never raising my daughter in LA ever because <laughs> of that. No, in a, in a weird way. Oh, in my eyes, like I, I sure had bad experiences. Like I had experience where I had to go like the hospital and stuff like that. And like just stupid things where I'm yeah. like, yeah, that like may have taken too far here yeah. and there, whatever, like gone a car accident, things like that, yeah. where it was like just too much. But honestly, like I am like, like, 
I feel like it was fine. Like in a weird <laughs> way, I'm just like, that was like, I had so much fun, truly. Like yeah. it was, there were some dark moments of it, but I had so much fun. Like that's yeah. the word I would use that I, I genuinely like don't regret any of it. And like, it was so like, I grew up like fast in that sense, but at the same time, I always felt like I was still a kid. So yeah. I didn't feel like I lost like my innocence. Like I was always just like, I will like stay, you know, myself and like, I will, but I will always like dabbled with drugs. That yeah. was always like my like vice of like rebellion was like trying a bunch of different things, but I never like took it like, cra I don't know. Like it, in my mind, like I would let, this sounds so bad, but I would let like my daughter do the same thing in a weird way. Like if she, if she could like hang, but, like, <laughs> If she was cool. <laughs> no, but in, like, in a, like, does, this sound, does this sound absolutely horrible? But I was like, I don't know. Like I just had like, maybe I was one of the lucky people that like didn't have like a terrible, like scarring thing happen to me because, but I, I still did. Like technically yeah. I still did. But at the same time, I just was like, whatever. Like this was part of like, I'm, I wouldn't, I love every traumatic thing that happened. Like, I literally just love it all. Like, it's just fun and it's interesting. And I'm well, glad- Well, it's made you I'm what you are now. It made me who I am. And I just love that they're all there. Like, I love that I like, like, I love that car accident. I love that I got knocked unconscious for six minutes for no reason. Like, it's just like, and, and I love that I ended up I here. I love like, that I almost died. <laughs> like, in a way, like, it's just like, so like, I don't know. I'm just like happy for all the experiences. I know that sounds kind of cheesy, but you asking that, and I'm like, do I regret any of that? Or like, would I, be apprehensive, but like, I really like, I think that will be my like college equivalent, like twenties equivalent, because yeah. now like, I feel like, like kind of grand, not grandma-ish, but like, I, I don't, I'm like the, always the first one to leave, go home me and too. stuff. Yeah. You feel me on that. So I'm, I'm glad that I got it all before I felt like this. I completely, that's what you I know? agree on, on the most yeah. aspect of it. But I also think, I don't know. I think that I'm with you on like, I don't have regrets. And yeah, you're right that what we were doing, it's like, if we didn't do it then, we would have done it now, yeah. you know? And I, I feel like everybody, every young girl goes through a sort of rebellious phase or mm -hmm. a party phase or whatever it might be. It looks different in every vein, you know? Whether yeah. it's in college and you're going out every night and you're fucking up sometimes and still having a blast, whatever it may be. We yeah. were just really young doing it. I definitely had experiences that I wish I didn't have a hundred percent of like, but it doesn't mean that I regret going out or yeah. doing stuff because I feel like sometimes and some things that happen happen and it's like you, you wouldn't be able to control it no yeah. matter where you were, what you were doing, you know, who you were with. And it's like, I, I even though we were way too young to be out and doing <laughs> crazy things, I still feel like in a way we were safe and we had each yeah. other's backs and we were always looking out for one another and staying as like a little clan and, and didn't. I don't know. We didn't get too jaded either. Yeah. I feel like we just had fun and enjoyed yeah. life and did exactly what we wanted to. We were also at the age. It was so nice too, because we were at the age that we were still living at our parents' houses mm -hmm. and not having to think about money Anything. and responsibilities Anything. and jobs. And <laughs> I was thinking about school, but like didn't Barely. really care <laughs> if I did well. I was homeschooled at the time too. I didn't even think about yeah, You were like my one essay a month. <laughs> <laughs> so it was the age to do it. And I also feel like I feel blessed to have that hap had happened then because I mean, I can't tell you how sick I am of clubs. Sick of it. Oh my God. To yeah. such an extent. I just, I don't, I just doesn't, it does not excite me. I don't care about it. I, I just, you will never, I rarely even go out to dinners. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I just stay at home. And I feel like because we went out so much when we were younger and experienced so much and did everything that we could have done, 
and yeah, uh, it literally. made it so that we can now focus on our careers and things that bring us, you know, true joy and yeah. true fulfillment and not just momentary, you know, yeah. part, one fun party night and you're hung over the next day. It's like now we can lock into what we actually want to do for the yeah. rest of our lives. And I feel like most people in their early 20s are still in that partying. Totally. And I don't, I'm not being judgmental. It's yeah. like, go for it. Go yeah. have fun party all you want yeah but it does feel nice that we're young and able to like really tone into what we want to do for yeah. the rest of our lives we did it you know and like I feel that to my head like to like in my head where I'm just like I I've no like feeling of like did I have enough fun yeah, did I never. party no, I'm like, <laughs> did we I did party it. enough <laughs> like did I like I it was so like non-stop like like three years of zero like responsibility and only fun that only I'm like fun. literally like that was just like yeah like I'll, I, I checked it off. I did it, and I don't feel the need to do it again, which is nice. But I, I, I agree with you. I'm glad. I'm glad that it happened when we were young. Me too. Like I don't know what else I would have wanted to do at that age. Obviously, I, I wasn't I mean, having sex though. Like I was like just that. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. You so were just I was partying. Yeah, I was like part. Like 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 yeah. Like I was still like being lame at the same time. It's like my point. Like I wasn't like going full crazy, but I was like, yeah, I still was like sending it. Yeah, I was such, and I, this is such a weird thing to say. It's not the best thing to say, but I was such a people pleaser mm -hmm. and I felt such a strong need to be loved and liked mm -hmm. by everyone, especially men and like very just wanted to be wanted to be looked at as old and cool yeah. and smart and all the things. And I think that mindset got me in a few traps when I was younger of like, you know, sleeping with somebody that I didn't want to sleep with mm -hmm. or whatever it may have been. But I also, I wasn't like, I wasn't like a little whore going around yeah. and, and yeah. fucking everybody, but I def, I had taste. <laughs> yeah. That was my thing. Mm -hmm. And I would stick with one <laughs> for a period of time yeah. and then move on. I just, I think that the scare, though the scary part about going out when you're younger is going back to what we were saying mm -hmm. earlier is that all the guys that we were with are all older. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's like, no matter what, no matter what the case is, no matter how smart I may yeah. have been or old, old soul, soul or whatever it is. It's such like, a line, I can't. It's still a 15 year old, you yeah, know what I mean? Totally. So that's the kind of aspect of like, it's so weird in my brain. It's so hard to deconstruct and we're gonna end therapy. But it's yeah. like, when I was back then, when I was, you know, hooking up with guys, having fun, doing this, like I felt great. I felt happy, I felt respected. Mm -hmm. I felt like I was making, my own decisions and choosing what I wanted to do and you know what I mean and having fun and, and yeah. just being safe as well and like I never felt most of the time never felt disrespected or, or like I was being taken advantage of yeah but then when you get older and you look back at it it's just sometimes that like blatant line of like okay but I was 15 mm -hmm. Like, that's weird. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, but it wasn't in the time because we were well, you so don't feel natural. It as but a girl, it's weird. you know? Yeah. You don't feel it as a girl because yeah. you go, yeah, I am an old soul. I'm older than I am. Because, I am. because the truth is, is like at that age, like you and I and the, our friends were kind of the more like the people that were doing more versus adult our stuff high school friends. Versus our yeah. other friends we were doing. So you believe it because yeah. you're like, yeah, I am a little bit more like, like, I can talk to the adults yeah. at like 15. Like 100%. I could, and you could too. And so like- You could you fit feel, in any room. So you feel like it's they're right and you feel like I am supposed to be here exactly. like in a way. Like, and you know? it's, I also felt 
even stronger than that, that it would be weird to like date somebody my own age. Interesting. That it'd be weird for me to date a fellow high schooler boy because mm-hmm. I was I looked down on them honestly yeah. in a way of like you're just so immature and like I I've just that. lived more than you and yeah. when you go you grow older and you're like that's not true though like we were still the same age like yes yeah. we did live more we were more mature maybe than other people experienced more because I also feel like maturity goes hand in hand with one it's like <clears throat> how you're born with emotional mm-hmm. maturity too it's how your parents raise you and three it's just what you're exposed to life experiences and what you're exposed to your environment and it's just it's such a strange feeling because when you're young you're like no it's great I'm happy no regrets whatever but when I get to the age of that I'm like I don't know I'm 22 I'm past the legal drinking age I can do whatever I want now Mm -hmm. it's like there's no aspect of like oh you know you can't do this you can't this there's nothing mysterious anymore Mm -hmm. and I look back and I'm like no I was too young it was too it was just it's a weird fine line of like it's, it's very, I don't know. It's yeah. strange that I'm like, we were still kids. Yeah. You know, we were still yeah. children. And it's, I just think it's like in general, I've, I would never want now a days mm-hmm. would never want to be with a man that would want to be with someone that young, a 16 year old yeah. ever. I just, it's like, it's just inappropriate. Yeah. No matter how old of a soul it is. I just find it no, myself. It I wouldn't it's be predatory. I would is. never, I'd never looking at a fucking 16 year old boy or yeah. like 16 year old, like girl. I'm like, you're a baby. Like and get the, yeah. get away from me. I yeah. don't want to look at you. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing. Like if, if someone like, if someone likes someone that is underage, like, it's one thing to be like appreciate a young beautiful girl if you want someone who's underage that is you want a baby you want a predatory innocent thing you can something to control yeah Yeah. it's it's beyond beauty it's beyond youth it's beyond like wanting a a trophy it's predatory it becomes like an actual like robbing of innocence and like i can completely control you that's just when it's like gross you know but it's truly gross it's such a fine line though Cause I know that this is very, it's the very, the, it's the wrong thing to say in this scenario, mm-hmm. but just to play devil's advocate, when I was a kid, I was, I was the one that would be, that would come on to guys that were mm-hmm. older and like, I would always be the one that was like, oh, come on. Like, yeah. I, you know what I mean? Blah, blah, blah. I'm older than I am and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And like, let's just have fun. Let's da, da, da. Like mm-hmm. I would be the one to make the move always. Yeah. And like almost not convinced, but like, I don't know, try. No, I you had so much power in I that. You, you really it. did, Char. I like, did. You literally such like a weird, owned your shit. I like did. You did, and yeah. I wanted, and I was, I just felt very confident, I think, yeah. when I was a kid. You had a lot of like real, like natural, like ability with people and guys. Thank you. Like you just like <laughs> could own, like you could just own your shit and own a room and own like a, a situation very easily. Thank you. I just, cool. what I, I knew what I wanted and I would just go for it and yeah. not be shy about it. But then again, I mean, we don't need to talk about it anymore, but it's like getting older. I'm like, oh, but still, I was still so young. And like, yeah. I just didn't understand it yet. I just like, you're you not don't fully get developed it yet. You're not yet. developed yeah. yet. And you just want to be cool so badly. And you mm-hmm. want to be liked and accepted and looked at as older and cool and fun yeah. and interesting and this and that and be whatever you want to be, whatever. That it's like, I don't know. You just can't, you don't see it as it is, which is like, no, you're a kid. Like stay a fucking yeah. kid for a second, yeah. you know? But I mean, it's all right. We got to the, I I also though, going back to what you said is like, I genuinely would not change a single thing. 
even all the bad experiences, I, I would, I, I am so happy with who I am today mm -hmm. and what I'm doing with my life and the art that I make. And none of it would be possible without the pain, the pain yeah. and the craziness of our teenage years. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's true. I, I completely agree with that. We were talking, I was talking with like my sister and her friend, like all like the bad experiences, like what we were saying like earlier, it's just like part of it. It's just like it's interesting just and like, yeah, it's everybody just, like, goes through it. Yeah. Everybody has shit. Yeah. And we said this before too. I mean, again, not to be judgmental. I'm jealous of people that have just had it happy and smooth and kind <laughs> and great the whole it's time. Simple, but you know. I do think grit and and shitty experiences make an interesting person. Totally. I think that having to learn how to get through something, having to experience something that was completely undeserved or whatever it may be, and having to heal yourself through that and figure out how to get through it. Once you get through it, it's like, I don't know. It builds people. It yeah. builds, it just, character. I don't know. It, builds Char character. it does. It builds character. Yeah. You know? And, it, but it's also, it's like, oh my God, like that, I mean, that doesn't mean that I <clears throat> want to be, you know, like fucking, that doesn't mean that I want to have bad experiences yeah. or that we're searching for bad experiences. I just think that some shitty things that people go through. Yeah. What would you, you know, what would you tell your you kid are. to avoid? Like what, now that I'm thinking in my head, like if, if you were to do it differently, like if you could, which is technically like where our kids come in, like if we have daughters, like that's kind of like our redemption, you know, like, I like, would, Oh, I would, it is our redemption. I would, this is the thing. I love my parents so much and we have a great relationship now and I deeply love them, mm -hmm. but I was their first kid and they were very, uh, they were very strict with me and protective over me and put a lot of rules down on me when I never did anything yet to deserve to be very, you know, mm -hmm. restricted. But I also understand it as a parent's, you know, point of view, as my parent's point of view being like, oh, we don't want, you know, we want to protect our daughter and it's our first daughter and it's our only daughter. Like mm -hmm. we need to make sure she's safe and this and that. But I think by doing that and by, you know, giving me a really early curfew and, and not really letting me do much, it made me <clears throat> rebel, rebel. And it also made me not trust them because it made me go, OK, I really want to do this thing really badly. <laughs> and I know that if I ask them, I'm not going to be allowed to do it. And then they're going to know that I was invited to do that. And then they're going to put more rules down so that they make sure I don't do that. Yeah. So instead of being open and honest with them, I would just do it and I would yeah. lie. And it was so dangerous, to be honest, because I would, I made a fake, not a fake, I made like a Lyft account that was just under my email with my debit card yeah. so that it went just directly to me and I got all the receipts and it, my parents mm -hmm. wouldn't see it. And I would literally make like pi with pillows and wigs, <laughs> fake people to be sleeping in my bed. I can't. And I Could would sneak work? out. It fucking worked every <laughs> single time. And I'd sneak out and I would not tell anybody where I was going, mm -hmm. except for obviously the people that I was meeting up with, which yeah. were like, you know, a bunch of other 16 year old girls that Literally. were partying and then like club promoters. Yeah. And I would sneak out and I'd go in a random Uber before, on a school night at 15 years old. And I'd come home at four in the morning and sneak back in and it was just so dangerous nobody know where I, knew where I was when I was going if if something happened to me or if something if some uber driver whatever it may be if something happened like no one would know where I was mm -hmm. I, I was so secretive and I was so sneaky and I was so smart and conniving about sneaking out and doing everything 
that it was just like, it was just so dangerous. And what happened was when I was 16, I bet you remember this, I got in huge trouble because I- <laughs> I know, I love <laughs> like, it, I'm staring at it. Like, so she still, I'll tell, the, I'll tell the little story. So I was, first of all, I was heartbroken about something. I was fucking hurt by something. And instead of dealing with it or talking to people, I decided to go on like a little bit of a rampage just in regards to, I snuck out every night <laughs> and I tried drugs that I never tried before, that I never wanted to try. I was just like, give me anything, I'll do it. I just wanna yeah. feel something. Like I was Literally. just being an angsty teen and everybody's been an angsty teen, but I think being an angsty teen with, op with very adult and scary and dangerous options in front yeah. of you, it allows you to be worse than you would be if you didn't have those options. Yeah. Cause most angsty teens will just drink or smoke weed yeah. or hook up with boys or do whatever it is yeah. and I was like oh, there's Molly so I guess I have to try it like you <laughs> know what I mean coke. <laughs> exactly it was all in front of me so yeah. I'm like I'm hurting so obviously I'm gonna do this yeah. and you don't you know you're as a teen you're so just like reactive and, also, Im like, and impulsive no like judgment of risk no assessment at of all risk, just really. you yeah. feel you're, like you're invincible yeah. because nothing has yet to happen to show you that you're not yeah and in regards to sneaking out, like I was really getting away with it. And I had like a week, it was like one week of like every night sneaking out, trying a new thing, doing this, doing that. And there was one night that one of my best friends like had to pick me up from one of my girlfriend's houses. And I was like smoked out of the bong for the first time <laughs> and was like greened out, like mm -hmm. throwing up, like convulsing, throwing up, like never been sicker in my life. Mm -hmm. I think I took a Xanax or something, like something was going on yeah. that I was like sick. And she picked me up and I didn't even remember it and brought me to like her house. I slept over, whatever, I went home. And then that weekend I kind of was like, okay, you know what? Like I went through my crazy party whatever experimental yeah. week and I'm gonna take a chill pill now. And my family went to Malibu. Oh my God, I remember this like the back of my fucking hand. And my mm -hmm. dad and I were at lunch and the waiter came up to us and was like, Bill, there's somebody on the phone for you. So dramatic. And I was like, whatever. Yeah. And he comes back and he was like, pack up your things, we're going Someone home. called your dad to the restaurant? <sighs> so. Basically, <laughs> my three best friends, who are still, mind you, my best friends. We, I mean, I'm for now, like, I'm grateful that they did it. As I got older, I was fucking pissed at them for like yeah. a year. I was like, I'm never talking to them again. Fuck them. Yeah. Like, hate them. Whatever. But I'm grateful that they did it because I was being genuinely dangerous, and it wasn't, it wasn't cool. And I'm like, I'm happy that somebody knocked somebody my shit cared into enough, place. Somebody you know. cared enough, and I also through this punishment and big thing developed an amazing relationship with my parents and like were was able to just be safe and still have fun. Yeah. But anyways, my three best friends, Talita, Gracie, and Blake, who are literally my three best friends today, I mm -hmm. talk to them, all three of them, all the time, called my mom and told my mom everything. Mm -hmm. Of like she If my friends did that, I would literally never talk to them I again. Mean. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like fuck. The one thing that bothered me was that they didn't call me first but again we were all 16 mm -hmm. and they were they were more I mean like Talita you know would we'd go out together we'd have fun mm -hmm. she kind of grew up with that life yeah. you know what I mean but she never really did drugs ever and like mm -hmm. never she would just like have a few drinks and yeah, she yeah. was always they were all like normal 16 year olds <laughs> <laughs> and I was not and I was yeah. being dangerous I was being reckless so yes I was mad at them but after a year went by I was very grateful that Mm -hmm. that it all happened. But they called my mom, they told her 
everything. Oh my gosh. And then my mom couldn't reach my dad. So my mm -hmm. mom called the restaurant and told my dad on the phone and I got taken home. And oh my God, it was like, it was maybe the scariest day of my life of mm -hmm. like, they know everything. And also like, I kept trying to lie and they were like, well, no. And I was like, uh, that's, that's really? terrifying. But, but I didn't. They're like, but you did. And I was like, that's terrifying. And they terrifying. were like, made me take a drug test, did the whole thing. They made you take a drug test? But do you want to know something funny about the drug test? Yeah. So I peed in the toilet and then I scooped up the pee from the toilet. <laughs> and if you do that, it doesn't, it, it's, it's unviable. It's like watered down. No, literally it's, it's like watered down. It's completely unviable. It'll come up negative. And my parents tried to trick me yeah. and they go, it tested positive for weed. We know you've been smoking weed. And I was like, oh. yes, I'm so sorry. Like I have yeah. knowing that I just did Molly the night before. <laughs> and I was like, I did, I'm smoking weed. I'm so sorry. Like I'll take all the punishments, yeah. whatever. So I definitely got out of a few things, but through the big punishment mm -hmm. and the big like horror that it was, I was able to then be honest with my parents and I kind of, we, I was grounded for like three months, I think, but mm -hmm. <laughs> always find a way around everything. They gave me a rule. They were like, you're grounded except when it comes to music work uh -huh. because I've always been, I've always this been passionate about music. <laughs> I've always, it's where they fucked up. Yeah. I've always been passionate about music. It's always what I've wanted to do. Mm -hmm. I've always known that I was going to be a musician no matter what it's like since I've been a kid. So what I did was literally every single day scheduled a session with like my friends and people and was just like out at the studio till like one in the morning and had yeah. like people come to the studio and like I wasn't really grounded. Yeah. But I mean, I was working and I made mm -hmm. all my first, my entire first EP that I released was when I was grounded. Yeah. I made it because I couldn't do anything else. Um, but through that, like my parents and I were able to talk and be open with each other because I guess everything was out in the open. And I was just like, here's the deal. like. I would you rather me be at a club or a bar with people that I love that you know and you love and you trust and I'll tell you exactly where I am and what I'm doing blah mm -hmm. blah blah and you know have a few drinks maybe but I've never come home belligerent like mm -hmm. I'm always like except for that one week that I was horrible I'm <laughs> always really mellow and yeah. like safe can you know what I mean yeah just cool and can hang. Mm -hmm. Or would you rather me fucking hold up some dude's legs at a on a keg stand at a high school party and mm -hmm. like you be throwing up blah, blah, blah. and I, you know what I mean? I gave yeah. them, I painted the whole picture and they were like, okay, you're going to be doing this. And I was also yeah. like, I'm, I want to be a musician. I'm in the, I, I really want to be in this industry. And everybody that I've made friends with or connections was with from going out was from going out yeah, and also literally. were older than me. Yeah. And all the producers I worked with were a little older and songwriters and like they were all amazing and great. And some of these people that I met out like uh, were the defining people at the beginning of my career that helped me help me get into the music industry and help me figure, you know, shit out and learn how to write mm -hmm. and stuff. And I was just like, can we. Like, I know that I'm young. I know that it scares you. But if I'm 100% honest with you about where I'm going, what I'm doing, if I say goodnight to you every night when I come home, like, I'm not going to stay out until five in the morning. Like, I'll come home. I'll be safe. Like, is that fine? And they were like, yeah, like, mm -hmm. that would have been fine if you were just honest with us from the beginning. Yeah. So to answer your fucking question, <laughs> after 30 minutes of story, <laughs> if what the one thing that I would do differently with my kids that my parents did not the one thing, but mm -hmm. one of the things I do differently and something that I would do based off of my experiences is from the get-go, I would make my child feel as comfortable as possible to just be honest with me. Mm -hmm. And I would share with her, even though, you know, you don't really want to 
put much of your trauma, your things yeah. on your child. Cause it's like, you know, you can say too little, you can also say too much, but I want to be able to show my future kids. Like, this is what I did. This is what I was doing. This is where I fucked up. I know that you're going to be wanting to do this and this and that. So just be honest with me. And if you're ever in a situation at a party or at a bar or with people and you're drunk or someone's drunk and you don't have a ride home and you don't know what to do, if you call me and tell me that you're in trouble, I will come pick you up. No questions asked. We never have to talk about it again yeah. just because you're being honest with me. But if you come home fucking belligerent on drugs or I find you, you know, drunk driving or doing something very dangerous and unresponsible and you lie to me about it, you're going to get in fucking trouble. Yeah. But if you're honest, you're not going to get in trouble. You can do what you want as long as you're safe and honest with me and I know exactly what you're doing, blah, blah, blah. It's just like, I don't know. I feel like I would have been such a better kid. Yeah. Because I was just so, I don't know. Everybody wants what they can't have. Everybody rebels when they're restricted. Not everybody, but I think all of our friends and people yeah. that I know. And it's just, if I felt comfortable enough to be like, hey, I'm going to this bar I'll be home at one in the morning. I'll text you like, blah, blah. I'll come say goodnight. Like I'll share my location or I'll use your Uber account, whatever it may be. Like mm -hmm. it would have made all parties feel comfortable and yeah. I wouldn't have felt the need probably to lie and go crazy and go this. Yeah. But also it's such a weird thing because you shouldn't be in a club at 15, but yeah. like you can't prevent it sometimes when I, you're, when yeah. you're, you know, you can't, kids are going to be kids. Kids yeah. are going to party. Like I'd ra I'm, I just want to go with the ex with the mindset of like, okay, you're going to do this. Like, I know that you're going to do this. I did this. My grandparents did this. Like, everybody does this. this. Is everybody goes. Thing. It's a <laughs> historical thing. So uh, as long as we can establish mm -hmm. honesty, yeah, and like create a sort of safeness, then it'll be fine. It's interesting because like I don't know if rebellions like only comes from like repression of something. Obviously, that exists. Like a lot of people swing the pendulum, like Catholic school girls becoming this. Like it's yeah. such a thing, but. Like I'm thinking about it, like my, like when I lived with my dad, my dad had no rules. And even my mom, like when I lived in Toronto, she was like stricter than my dad, but like it, she wasn't a strict mom. Like she was still like a, just a normal mom, but I still like, so I wasn't like, I had to come home at this time. Like it was, it wasn't like I had like the strictest mom ever. Yeah. And like, I was like, fuck you, I'm gonna rebel. Maybe a little bit, but even like with my dad, for instance, like I had no curfew. I had no anything. He would pick up my alcohol for me. He yeah. knew I was do. he knew I was going out all night. He didn't care. And I still went. So it was like, it was, so there's the aspect of like, if your parents like aren't like, aren't repressing you, like, like you still might do it. Like, uh -huh. you know, like but you still you might still want rebelling. to do it. I, I was still rebelling, but, but I wasn't rebelling for the opposite reason. I was rebelling for like, it was more just my desire. Like yeah. no one was telling me I couldn't do it. I was just yeah. like, I want to do this anyways. You know, like this is just fun. Do you ever think though? I mean, I don't know if you even want to talk about this, mm -hmm. but because for me, I'm rebelling because I was restricted and because I yeah. wasn't allowed to do this and because my parents cared too much. Yeah. Do you ever feel like maybe you rebelled a little bit because he didn't care <laughs> enough? And yeah. maybe you wanted to go out think, and do crazy things and have him be mm -hmm. like, hey, let's talk. I think it was more escapism because I was like the first, like I I just wanted to take drugs like as young as I could. Like yeah. I remember that. Like I and I and no one had to tell me, like no one was like, 
do you want to do this drug? And I felt peer pressure. No one was. It was yeah. me. You were like, I, I wanted to. Try. As young as like I can, like as young as 12, I was like, I want to smoke weed. Like that was like the first thing I wanted to try. And so it, like, I don't know if it was necessarily like no one like cares about me. It was just mere escapism and absolute curiosity into like mind altering things. I was just like, you can get drunk and you can smoke weed and you can do this drug and this drug. And like, you're telling me you just get to feel like really different for a period of time. Yeah. I was just like, this sounds so cool. Yeah. And I had no fear either. Like, no, I, I'd seen things about drugs and like, I'd heard, like, obviously you hear negative things in health class and stuff, but it was more just like my absolute curiosity into escapism. I think it was for me. So it was like, no one was like, like Charlotte, you can't do this, that it's really bad, but it was yeah. just like, this is fun. And I just was all about like wanting to have fun and like, I don't know. I think it was just escapism yeah. like where I just like literally just wanted to have fun. You wanted to have fun, but also you weren't, I mean, I don't want to speak for yeah. you, but it, I feel like you weren't happy just at home yeah. with your home life. So it was like the way that you would feel happiness and excitement and mm -hmm. like love and all the yeah. things that you were searching for. And we all need and want and crave, especially mm -hmm. as teenagers was outside of the house and yeah. was partying on night and was making your own family and making your mm -hmm. own friends. And, and I don't know. Cause I, I, it's so strange cause you and I were doing the same thing, mm -hmm. but with completely different driving forces totally, and completely yeah. different home lives. Yeah. But even though it's like, don't you remember too, after I got in trouble and my parents and I had a great relationship and we were all chill. Yeah. You like, we basically lived together for a yeah. bit at Boca and it was so Literally. much fun. We had so the best fun. time, Yeah, but we would go out and we were like being, we were like being kind of safe at this yeah. point. We'd go out and have fun and do crazy things, whatever, yeah. but we'd always come home and we'd always like, we weren't, we weren't going crazy with drugs yeah. or we weren't hooking up with people either. No, it was yeah. like you and me and we were just yeah. having fun and, and, and that to me felt like a very happy and like yeah. calm and safe type of fun. But I yeah. feel like before that, when we were younger, we were both, I feel like it was, we were both kind of practicing escapism oh in God. a weird way. Yeah. And we were both trying to just yeah. like anything I could do to, to step away from my life for a mm -hmm. second and to fucking feel excitement and thrill and mm -hmm. new experiences and things that I shouldn't really be doing. This, I remember this was like, my sister was with me this night. This was, cause like to your point, like I was, well, I was about to say like, I've had like a pretty good relationship like with, don't like learn from my experience. I'm just being honest, but, um, I've oh, never yeah. been we're like not if condoning you're a 16 this, year yeah. old don't do drugs we're not condoning <laughs> don't do it we're drugs, just don't do anything this is just like yeah we but definitely we're we're glor <laughs> we're not glorifying it but we're definitely speaking we're just talking of about the it, best yeah. parts of it and yeah. we're not diving into the very horrible parts of it yeah. which there this is, are this is, yeah I, so <laughs> I, I like never that's the thing like i i was fortunate enough to like take not fortunate but i i like experimented with a lot of different things like growing up and I never got addicted. Not dive into addiction. Never got addicted. Me neither. Never. Which like, is had rare. A, yeah, never had <laughs> Most a, people get addicted. Most people get addicted. <laughs> or, and most people have hardcore problems or it becomes like, so. and it, I, that just like to me was all just like a use for me. Like it was all like I used this drug for this purpose and I got some sort of use out of it. Not all the time, but a, honestly like 50% to like more. It yeah. was for me. So I just used it as like kind of a tool for something else a lot of the time. But before this, like I, when I was first starting to experiment with, with substances, I remember this was like one of the dumbest things I've ever done. This was like, this is me and my, I was 15. I went to, I just got on a fake ID. This was one of the first clubs I ever went to in Toronto. 
I, this was how, this is how ignorant I was to drugs. Like I didn't know anything about even Adderall, any of it. So I, my sister was prescribed Concerta, which is like, do you know what Concerta is? It's like a form, like Vyvanse It's like, it's like Vyvanse, right? yeah. Ritalin, Adderall. It's in the same family. I think family. my brother takes that. It's like, so they have, <laughs> yeah. they have mellow. They have, they have weird milligrams. Like they're like 54 or something. So I, this is like, I can't even believe that how fucking stupid I was. I thought like, okay, so if someone takes like one Adderall or one Concerta, that's like normal. So if you take three, that's like how you would feel it. Right. Like <laughs> oh my God. That was my logic. So I took three Concerta to go out first. We're like, no, no, no. So I don't, I haven't felt it yet at this point. And it was like 20 minutes. Haven't felt the Concerta. Took three of them. I take another three. So I'm six Concerta. Yeah, six You're Concerta deep. I'm not kidding. This is how stupid I was. Like, this you is, just didn't know. I That's had what we're no saying about idea. accessibility. When, I it's, had when no it's in front of you, fucking, you have no idea. No fucking idea. And there's idea. nobody to teach you, which makes no, me sad and no, makes me want to yeah. cry for you. But, like, who the fuck but there was no one to go, like, hey, don't do that. <laughs> like, that was, that was hey, a mere. Don't take six Concerta. So fucking stupid. And then we go to this. One is too many. When you don't have ADD. One is too many. And you're totally fine and you take one, you feel like you're on speed. You feel like you're on speed. And so I was like literally like ripping it and then um, <laughs> what happened we go so we go out and then we go to this club called government which doesn't exist anymore in toronto and we go in like my fake id works <laughs> sam's didn't even fucking work sam was like of age at the time we like finally both get in and i remember someone there gave us ecstasy and i took it but i had taken it before so i was like i was down so i was on ecstasy three six were? concerta and i was drinking and so I remember I went to the bathroom. So we, we check our coats and I had my coat checked. This check. is crazy. Oh my gosh. I remember like in I the bathroom. Died. So I had my coat check like tag in my bra. And I remember in the bathroom, I was so high. I actually started hallucinating a little bit. And I, I've never hallucinated on ecstasy since then, but I was just so fucked up that I did a little bit. And I don't even know if that, but I do remember hallucinating a little bit. You did, okay, yeah. Wait, but so, did you feel the Concerta first? I, yeah, so I, I, I just, like all of it combined, I just felt like I was on Molly kind yeah. of thing. Like it, that's what it felt, I felt very up, like you're on coat, like kind of that feeling. And like, um, I poured water on myself, like in the bathroom. I don't know why, I was just like fucked up. And the <laughs> coat check tag disintegrated in my bra. And our family's <laughs> Christmas party was the next morning at 12 p.m., 12 o'clock, like, like the next day. And I like, so we go to the coat check. We're like, can we please leave? We're like literally so young. We're like, can we please leave? Like we have to go. We don't have the coat check thing. We have to wait till seven in the morning till the club closes to seven get, your, to like get the our last. coat check code. So we stay till seven in the morning at this fucking club to get our coat check, to get our house keys. Like everything was there because this coat check fucking thing disintegrated. We go home. We start, I don't know. <sighs> uh, we start throwing up black like tar into oh it. I threw up in a cup God. like next to my bed. We were like on the ground, like laying down like this. Like literally like, like the worst we were, pain you've ever Cause been. I was just so up. Like my eyes were so dilated. I was like literally just so like up. Like yeah, so I was like, a, you have a tiny like little meth. body, like, tiny sure, little baby. And I'm, literally was like on meth. I'm sure it was like honestly an equivalent to feeling like you're on meth. And I remember we called our grandma who's like cool. And we're like, this is what happened. <laughs> hey grandma. Like this is no, we, we called her. We told we her took what a happened. lot of drugs. <laughs> we told her and she was like, go to the hospital. We go to the hospital. They gave us Ativan to like calm us down. And our pupils- Were you like shaking? We, like, oh my God. It was so bad. You couldn't I, sleep. I've and... never thrown up black. Like I threw up into a cup next to 
my bed and it looked like, you know, in Harry Potter where he threw up slugs. Yeah. It, looked it like literally that. identical to that. It was like this black sluggish mixture in this cup. Like it was, I so poisoned myself. Oof. And then they gave us the Ativan. Our pupils were so dark. And I remember we and Sam hadn't slept. We were high on drugs the whole night. And then I had to put on like black eyeliner, <laughs> black eyeshadow. Like I didn't wear that much makeup at the time. <laughs> and I just, to, to hide how dilated my pupils, pupils were, were because they were so fucking dark still. and i looked high. were you still high like the whole so, next day oh my god me i remember me and sam couldn't even barely sit down i remember we didn't even at look least at you were in it together we didn't even we, <laughs> no we didn't even look at each other for majority of the christmas party because it was too we were just like it was like i remember one time like we were standing across from each other, and we just like looked at each other we're like <laughs> <laughs> Her mom has no idea, like no oh idea. Oh my gosh, but that's that was so like scary. Ignorance, to ignorance. Yeah, take, you would never yeah. do that now. Never. But also, like, oh my if God. you knew, if you if you knew at all the effects of it, yeah. you wouldn't do it. You didn't know. Mm -mm. But oh my God, that's so scary. I know my, I've, I mean, I have like proper ADD, so I've been always <laughs> yeah. prescribed ADD medication, whatever. But still, like, there was I was prescribed Adderall when I was like eighteen or nineteen, mm -hmm. I think. And I literally bet I still have my bottle from when I was first <laughs> prescribed it because yeah. I took one and it was way, it was like 40 milligrams or something. And they I gave was used you 40 to 40 like, milligrams? Yeah, that's that crazy. crazy. Damn. And I was used to like 10 milligrams yeah. like light. And it, when I used to take a 10 milligram Adderall for literally school and stuff, I would be calm and focused yeah. and I could, I could fall asleep immediately. Like it would have that's, the that's normal great. effect yeah. on me. But with the one 40 milligram Adderall, I was like, Ugh. yeah. And I couldn't eat and I was like, I, I took it like for three days and I was like, never, I can literally never doing it again. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm on speed. I feel yeah. insane. Six. That's no, scary. No, I'm I trying know. to think to, of to this day, like that might've been the dumbest I've ever been. Oh, I have like. a funny, I have one, one thing of the dumbest I've, the dumbest mm -hmm. I've ever been with drugs, mm -hmm. but it didn't have any effect on me. It's very oh, strange. What? And I, I talked to my doctor about it and she gave me a weird explanation. Okay. So one time I was, I used to date this guy called Lane. Lane. Poor Lane. Oh my I miss God. Lane. He was the sweetest boy ever. Do you ever. realize, side note, I hope he doesn't watch this. Every <laughs> single time anybody ever mentions Lane or surfing yeah. or uh, a director or anything that involves anything to do with Lane, because Lane was just like a really sweet, like innocent, just Pure. like, he was like my dad, which is weird <laughs> to say, but he was, yeah. they looked like a little just bit. A he was just like, guy. just too kind for yeah. his own good. I would literally. I'd be you like, you ruined that boy. I did it so bad. <laughs> no, but I was still nice, but you were. I mean, he, every time he's brought up, my whole family goes, oh, poor Lane. I miss Lane. <laughs> and I'm like, it's been seven years. It's literally been <laughs> and like they six love years. I my yeah. boyfriend now, but they're just like, it's a, it's like the family joke of like poor Lane. Yeah. But anyways, I was dating Lane and he's so trustworthy and kind. And all of his guy friends are trustworthy and kind and lovely people, like good, kind people. Mm -hmm. And we were going to Coachella together. And we were all staying in a house and I was the only girl and it was like six of these boys. And I trusted them with my motherfucking life. Like they had my <laughs> back. <life>. They, <laughs> they had my back. They like, they were just, they, they were, were just, good guys. They were yeah. good guys. And I yeah. trusted that if anything were to ever happen to me, any one of the 10 boys would have picked me up and mm -hmm. helped me in a, in a second. Yeah. And they all had my back. So I planned it before Coachella. I was like, you know what? I'm going to Coachella and I'm going to try Molly for the first time ever. Mm -hmm. I really want to do it. I want to hallucinate. I want to have a fun experience. <laughs> I'm going like not even a hallucinogenic. I, like. I, I don't know. Cause it's yeah. never worked on me. I'll yeah. tell you this. Okay. So I, I was like, I was 
prepared myself. I like did my research of snacks and this and that and mm-hmm. things that you'd want. And I brought sunglasses and this and this. And like, yeah. I was like, I just, pre- I was so excited. And mm-hmm. I think that's fine. If you're in a safe environment and you're getting a hallucinogen or whatever it is, yeah. and, uh, whatever it is from a very safe source. Again, I don't condone drug use. No, I'm this sorry, is like, for real. Like, like we don't, it's just like, we just, don't yeah. condone it. It's just experiences. I don't condone it. And I also haven't not done drugs and besides weed. I smoke weed all the time. Sorry, but I haven't <laughs> done like drugs. A full tray. Literally full tray of weed. <laughs> I, but I haven't done like drugs in maybe five years. Like I really don't do mm-hmm. anything and I do not condone it. And it's horrible for you. Anyways, I was 17, whatever I was and wanted to do it. And we, one of the boys had Molly and he had like a whole little bag, got it months ago for Coachella. And we all like 10 of us took it together at the same time. Okay. And we're all at the house that we're staying at. And like an hour and a half goes by, like pretty kind of slow, but like Mm -hmm. an hour and a half goes by, we're still hanging there and they all start tripping. All Mm -hmm. of them are like, Whoa! Like, oh, yeah. let's run around. Blah, blah, blah. Like, very this is Molly. You said? Molly. Okay. And they're like tripping, and you can see it in their pupils. You yeah. can see it just like the way they're acting. They're like rolling, and mm-hmm. it was like properly rolling. They're ready to go to the festival, and I'm like, I don't feel a single fucking thing. I feel absolutely nothing. Do you remember I, what kind of Molly it was? Like, was it Moon Rocks? I have no idea. Okay. It was a. It was in pill okay. form. So I feel absolutely nothing, not a s- single thing. And we go to the one oak party mm-hmm. at like the big, they had this huge, crazy house at Coachella of like, yeah, fucking Coachella. So, so cringe thinking back of it of like, Coachella is kind of Coachella. Like, so like, I ridiculous. I like live in the fun. cringe. Whatever. It's LA. <laughs> um, and we went to this huge house party and this girl, Alyssa mm-hmm. came up to me and this sweet girl that I, that I knew briefly. And I also trusted in regards to like, yeah, she's not going to, Fuck me over. Are you talking about anyway. Violet? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like I trust. I just trusted nice her. And she's cool, a yeah. nice and sweet girl. She comes up to me and she's like, "I have a whole bottle of Molly water. Do you mm-hmm. want to try some?" And I was like, "Yes," because <laughs> I was like, "We just try to take feel this, this Molly, yeah. and we don't feel it." She's rolling. Her pupils are huge. Like it's a. It's already going. Mm-hmm. And she. She. Te- she warns me. She's like, "I put two Mollies in this water, and the water is like, uh, has like." two thirds left. Like mm-hmm. it's like a, there's just a little yeah. bit less. There's probably like a lot in there. A lot in yeah. there. And I, she was like, finish it. Yeah. And I swigged you it. You finished it. I finished Damn. it. Okay. So now I'm on like one, like two and a half months. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and I wait and I wait and I wait and hours go by and I feel absolutely nothing. And mm-hmm. we go to the festival. I kid you not. Maybe the dumbest thing I've ever done. We go to the festival and this, I was just so sick of it because my boyfriend and all of my friends and everyone that I was with was rolling and so happy and having the best time. And I was dead fucking sober and I planned you for didn't it. I was anything? excited for it. Didn't feel anything. Like even negative feelings? You Nothing feel at all. Any- not so a weird. single thing. Not even a stomach ache. Yeah. Nothing yeah. at all. Dead sober. Yeah. And a random person, mm-hmm. literally random person in the area that we were with, that we were like all sitting on the ground, random dude dancing, was like, Does anybody want a Molly? I was like, Me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this That's girl. Crazy, yeah. And I took a fourth Molly, uh-huh. or it was like a third, but it was like, this yeah. was like my fourth Molly yeah, within like three hours. Nothing. What, Not so what even did your like, doctor say about I called my doctor and I was like, <laughs> a valid hey, question. weird question. <laughs> but just wondering hypothetically <laughs> if one were to try Molly and be immune to it. And she said to me, 
and I don't know if this is true or not. I don't know if this yeah. makes sense or not. Again, I'm not a doctor. And again, we don't condone drugs. If you take drugs, you're a loser. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, the doctor was like, <laughs> as a kid, your metabolism is really my metabolism was really fast. Yeah. And I also was playing like intense high school sports and I was a fucking little stick. Like mm -hmm. I had like yeah. chicken legs. I was tiny. And she was like, your body metabolizes the Molly before it has the chance to like hit your uh, bloodstream or stomach or something. She mm -hmm. was like, it metabolizes before it can like go into your bloodstream or something. It didn't make sense to me. Mm -hmm. I'm probably not repeating it right either, but it was something about metabolism of like that it, it does it like metabolizes it before it can like affect you. Have you ever, have you ever, um, felt the effects of it or never, no? never. Mm -mm. Oh, you've still to this day. have never, I never tried it again. You never tried it after that. I mean, I literally like the story of when I got in huge trouble and my friends called yeah. when I, that week where, when I was going crazy, when I had a week of like experimenting the night that I took Molly, that I tried it, I didn't feel it, but I was also again, such bad behavior, disgusting loser behavior. I also tried Coke and mm -hmm. it was like trying everything for the first time. It was kind of like you of like, I had nobody, I didn't know what things were. I yeah. thought that Coke was like weed powder. Like I had weed no, powder. literally. I Coke genuinely, is just weed powder. No, I was like, it's weed powder. Well, cause the only drug that I knew was weed. Yeah, That was the only drug that I knew when I was like 15, 16 going on this like rampage. So I literally, I see this powder and I hear drug and I'm like weed powder. Duh, mm -hmm. it's just weed, but powder, mm -hmm. obviously. So I tried it and I took Molly and whatever, whatever. And I remember I never, never felt any of the effects of Molly. And when I was feeling anxious and weird and whatever, it was from the weed powder, obviously. Yeah. yeah. So I, it's just never hit me. So since the, since um, the whole Coachella thing, I just never tried it again. And then once at my now boyfriend's birthday, three years ago, I think he threw a really big birthday party. It was, I think like 2018 or 19, like a huge birthday party at his house. And it was so much fun. And one of my best friends ever, this guy Gallus, he's so fucking funny. He's so wonderful. He's so again, trustworthy and amazing. He was like, I have the purest of the pure ecstasy. Like mm -hmm. let's all split a little pill and just like have a fun night. And we were at my boyfriend's house and it was like, it was a, such a comfortable environment. And we all split it and I took it and it didn't affect me. And that that's was the first so time weird. I ever tried ecstasy and it didn't affect me. And yeah. I just, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's like hallucinogens or uppers or whatever Have you tried other hallucinogens? Well, that's an, I don't know if I've ecstasy tried is a hallucinogenic. And I, shrooms, Have you like, tried LSD I feel it. or no? Never tried LSD, okay. never tried acid. I, I really haven't done a lot of drugs. No, I mean, that's, that's totally, that's good. I know, but <laughs> I, because I'm not a loser, yeah. <laughs> but I do feel like there is a world in which drugs can be not good for you ever, but like, okay, if it's in a safe environment and if you're using it to maybe ex experience and expand dive into your mind, expand your yeah. mind and dive into your, the depths of yeah. your soul. And, and I don't know, experience drugs can be something. Positive. Obviously can like, that's be. not the message I'm no. trying to send. But no, no, no. But they it can, can be. they can yeah. be life altering or okay to do if it's in a very safe and trusted environment. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, I do think though, in regards to Coke, and Coke is pretty pointless. To horrible. Me. It's like, horrible. What's the point? No, no, like, no. It's absolutely horrible. Yeah. I never condone it. You should never even try it. I yeah. re deeply regret trying it when I was a kid. And we were also lucky that we were still in an age, uh, in a year, in a time that 
that it wasn't as um, uh, diluted as it is yeah, now, but 90% yeah. of Coke in LA, 90% of all Coke in LA is um, dosed with fentanyl, has fentanyl in it. That's why everybody, I mean, it's really sad. Everybody, yeah. we know, we both know multiple people that have passed away yeah. in the past three years. Two friends it. passed away from fentanyl. Fucking three friends. Yeah. No, it's horrible. It's yeah. absolutely horrible. And I think it's like, no, the, the whole, you know, Coke, heroin, crack, that, that, like, don't ever, like, don't try it. Yeah. It's, it's pointless. It's absolutely horrible. It kills you. It's genuinely, it's suicide. Yeah. But in regards to shrooms, weed, hallucinogens, whatever, I do think that if you're safe, if you feel ready, if you are this is prepared, what I, whatever yeah. it is, it my, could be beneficial. My thing in with some ways. drugs is like, I, this is what I always say to people, like for people who are like, oh, I don't know if I should try this, whatever. <laughs> Again, like take this with a grain of salt, but I'm always like, don't do anything unless you really want to do it. Like seriously, don't t let anyone convince you of anything and don't let anyone like persuade you or be like, oh, that I should take this. Like at least like, I mean, don't, whatever. This might also not be good advice, but like don't do anything unless you're like, I want to do that. Like uh -huh. don't let anyone. But even if you. you even if you really want to do that, the opposite. Also think about it. Like also, well. you got to think about it, and you got to think about all the dangers because I coke, feel don't do coke. No, coke never do coke. It's so it's disgusting. It's pointless. It's disgusting. But I also think you and I are so lucky because I do not know, especially with our um, family histories. Mm -hmm. I do not know how we didn't get addicted. We don't have addiction I in know. our bodies. I I've know. never <laughs> felt addicted to, except for nicotine. Mm -hmm. I was deeply addicted Nicotine's to my vape. It's like so hard though to kick it's so for everybody. Hard. And yeah. like nicotine and like sugar, I feel addicted oh, I'm to. addicked to sugar. Like yeah. I, I fucking, and I have literally- Addicted to my phone one. and sugar. <laughs> addicted to my phone and sugar. Two. Mine is um, nicotine and sugar, but it's like, they're very, they're, they're looked at as like absolutely no risk when yeah. there is a big risk yeah. for all of them, for sugar, for, for um, tobacco, nicotine and, and for phones. phones. Yeah. They're all horrible for you, but they're the, the better of the, or what is it? The lesser of the evils. Yeah. What's this? <laughs> the lesser of the bad evils. The lesser evil. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, but Charlotte and I are very lucky that we've never had that addiction guess, addiction bone yeah. in our body so we've been able to kind of escape come out unscathed a yeah, little bit come out yeah. unscathed and escape like the true dangers of experimenting so i yeah. do feel like if you are ever if you are of age you're tw at 21 and you're able to you have to be 21 you got to be 21 and <laughs> you want to not just an old soul not just an old soul <laughs> you can't be 15 with an old soul but 21 and you feel like you're stuck in one way or the other, or you just want to experiment, go, go, you know, trooming or this or that, first. going that out of your body. Yeah, Try but like also if, if you have that addiction in your body, in your brains, in yeah. your blood, in your family, whatever is, be fucking careful. Don't yeah. do it. Choose do, yeah. you and choose, always choose the safer route. Yeah. But I also think it's like, I don't know. I think that some drugs can help people. No drug. yeah, I mean, totally. I. I like I, I'm such a big proponent of trying like hallucinogenics to like better like help your psyche. Like yeah, I think it really works. So it opens your mind. It's like yeah. I don't know. I also it feel also, like it taps you into your unconscious specifically. <laughs> so it, it really helps yeah. and allows you to like hear yourself.